What's going on? Ah, uh, those bums won their court case, so they're marching today. What bums? The f***ing Nazi party. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. I hate those guys. Damn Illinois Nazis. Now the Democrat Party has arranged for them to kind of go nationwide. Pro-Palestinian left divides party on Israel attack is the headline in the Washington Times. Right here in Washington, D.C. today. House resolution on Hamas clears without unanimous vote. Democrats couldn't bring themselves to vote against a radical Islamic terrorist army that's attacking Israel because, you know, the Democrat Party has become the anti-Israel party. Another great story of the uh, commentary page in the Washington Times today as well. The headline is, CNN is stunned. CNN is stunned. Everett Piper writing the opinion piece. New House Speaker actually believes in 5,000 years of moral clarity and common sense. You can't have that. That whole Western civilization thing and Christendom and the Judeo-Christian ethic. The uh, the left is uh, out to destroy that. Just amazing stuff. Also on uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, the new Speaker of the House. Johnson puts Christian faith into action. Biblical guidance on walls stirs debate over immigration policy. The Democrats will use uh, whatever, you know, by whatever means necessary. Oh, the Bible says that, yeah, yeah, you guys, uh, uh, do you own a Bible? Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever opened a uh, Bible? I'm thinking probably not. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, also, Arab world recognizes core tenets of Hamas, the radical Islamic jihadi terror army. Just, uh, just amazing stuff. It's uh, good to be on the correct side of things, isn't it? And it's so easy. Really, it is about moral clarity, and it is about thousands of years of civilization. And, and uh, you know, uh, you, I don't understand how people can be on the wrong side of this, but, but they can. That has become abundantly clear. And the Democrat Party, writ large, definitely on the wrong side of this. I, uh, I don't understand liberals who uh, say, yeah, Netanyahu's the problem here. Yeah, that's the problem. Israel is the problem here. Yeah, yeah. And before you know it, they're chanting, from the river to the sea. They've adopted the Hamas lexicon, the chants, the mantras of Hamas, a radical Islamic genocidal gang of blood-drenched ghouls that slithered out of cracks in the earth to murder. Um, And this is kind of important information. Did you know that while Gaza is being um, attacked militarily by Israel, a legitimate government defending itself, that the troglodytes continue to fire missiles and rockets into Israel in their never-ending effort to kill the Jews just from the river to the sea and then later everywhere in the world? But pay no attention to that. And uh, that clip was, of course, John Belushi and uh, Dan Aykroyd from the Blues Brothers long ago. Long ago, those Illinois Nazis hate those guys. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good stuff. So, 
Listen, a uh, the 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 beat goes on the as the world turns, and the uh, Democrat Party and the worldwide left they've hitched their wagon to Hamas and radical Islam. Uh, Joe Biden, who is apparently the president of the United States, and I want to get to Kamala Harris on sixty minutes last night too. She said, "What did she say? Joe Biden is alive." She says he's alive and well. Just alive. Just alive. <laughs> and uh, he's alive and he's running for president. And we're going to win, darn it. Because we've got 60 minutes on our side and the entirety of the news media on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, we've got uh, The View and, and we got George Stephanopoulos and, and Chunk Todd. We got everybody. They got all the, they got Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. They're still very angry. I saw another angry article over the weekend about uh, Elon Musk taking Twitter away from them. They're very furious about that because that controlled the public discourse on the great issues of our day, and they would censor things they didn't want the public to know about, like the New York Post reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop, which was all true and all real, and they lied and they lied and they lied and they lied, and Joe Biden lied and lied. They all lied. Twitter and the laptop and the, uh, oh, I never knew anything about my son's business. I never took millions of dollars from Ukraine. I, I didn't buy my $2.7 million Delaware house for cash with my government salary. I, uh, no, never mind all of that. Quite, uh, quite remarkable. Let's go to Joe Biden in 2020, in the year 2020. Uh, he was running for the presidency of the United States at the time as the former vice president and a former long, long, long-time senator, long-time senator. He's like the Dianne Feinstein of the, he's the new, you know, one domino falls and uh, another domino stands up. And Joe Biden in 2020, here we are on the precipice of a broader regional Middle Eastern war, which is also drawing Russia and China into the fray, and the United States of America, of course, and uh, see uh, the book of Revelations and and uh, Israel defending itself against the troglodytes from hell. The Democrat Party has turned against civilization itself. Uh, this is a black and white yin and yang, good versus evil circumstance. And the Democrats are confused. They're, uh, the lack of moral clarity is is quite evident in this uh, in this circumstance. Now, the college campuses, the they shut down the Brooklyn Bridge on Saturday. The left did with their pro-terror, anti-Jew. You know, I keep having people say, "You can't just say Semite; they're anti-Semites," even though that's the accepted terminology, because the Arabs are Semites too. You know, that's true. It's not the way we generally use the term anti-Semite, but. If you say Jew-hater, it's more clear. And uh, I suppose there's truth to that. Here's Joe Biden in 2020. He was campaigning for the presidency of the United States. And he was spreading another lie uh, while Donald Trump was busy in the Trump administration and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, busy pulling together the Abraham Accords, as they are known, peace deals between multiple Muslim nations and Arab nations and Israel, peace deals, recognizing Israel. And uh, President Trump was this close to pulling together the same deal with Saudi Arabia and Israel, where Saudi Arabia was going to officially 
recognize the state of Israel and the right of the state of Israel to exist. Now, we couldn't get the Democratic Party to sign on to that. Now, honestly, would the Democrat Party sign on to an Abraham Accord? Would the Democrat Party sign a paper officially recognizing the state of Israel and the right of the state of Israel to exist? Or would uh, Arab nations be closer to that than today's Democrat Party? That's a, it sounds like a sarcastic question, and on some level it is, but at the same time, it's a real question. Uh, would the faculty at Cornell University sign on to the Abraham Accords? Because that's where we are. Students are in danger because of jihadis and their left. You know, you know how they got that like LGBTQIA. You know what the A is? No, that's not. That's not. <laughs> no, it's like ally. Ally. See, you're. A, they think you're like they're. They're at war. They view everything in in terms of war by any means necessary. Nobody cares if you're gay. Just okay, will you just shut up for two minutes, please? Um, but. Uh, the aid thing, the allies, well, the jihadis have allies in the left in the United States and around the world. You've seen them, the, the, uh, well, the marches over the weekend, hundreds of thousands in Istanbul. In, in, uh, was it Istanbul? It was in Turkey. might have been Ankara. Uh, in uh, Turkey, hundreds of thousands. Uh, thousands and thousands in the streets of London. Their doors have been open for a long time, and it's... Uh, it's not the uh, merry old London of yesteryear, that's for sure. And here in the United States, they took over the Brooklyn Bridge. They, them, those people took over the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, and it's uh, Arabs, Muslims, and their Democrat allies who have been enlisted to be genocidal anti-Semites. Some of them are even Jewish, and they're all in because Netanyahu's the problem and not radical Islam not the genocidal lunatics. But here's Joe Biden in 2020, because as we are now on the precipice and newspaper after newspaper publishing stories, are we on the brink of World War III? And there are a whole lot of signs that might indicate that to be the case. And in the United States, are we on the brink of a civil war? Because there are a whole lot of signs that might suggest that that is a very real danger. Uh, Iran, of course, backs Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Iran, of course, backs Hezbollah in Lebanon in the north, the Army of Allah, the Army of Allah. Uh, and, um, and the Democrat Party under Barack Obama and now Joe Biden are the number one funders of Iran. Iran being the number one sponsor of terrorism worldwide, and their number one benefactors, their benevolent benefactors, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and the Democratic Party, so-called. And here's Joe Biden in 2020 running for president. Again, Trump administration, Abraham Accords, moved the embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, the U.S. embassy. The Democrats said, oh, no, this means war, because they lie about everything, and what they don't lie about, they're just wrong about. And uh, they've named a village in Israel after Donald Trump. I don't think they'll do the same for Joe Biden, who is now telling Israel, restraint, restraint. There should be no ground invasion of Gaza just because they continue to fire missiles and rockets at your civilians every day. Uh, you should just 
bomb them from above, which somehow makes sense to the left, who, uh, you know, keeping in mind that in the United States, America, Democrat presidents presided over our entrance into the Civil War because they had their guy Jefferson Davis of the Confederate States of America. He was the Democrat. Abraham Lincoln was the Republican until a Democrat shot him in the head and killed him, you know, in that theater downtown in Washington here. And the Democrat, progressive Democrat, Woodrow Wilson got us into World War II. Progressive Democrat, Franklin Delano Roosevelt got us into, I mean, into World War I, Woodrow Wilson. Um, FDR got us into uh, World War II, Harry Truman into the Korean War, uh, and, of course, JFK, and then really LBJ into the Vietnam War. But pay no attention to that. And then the Gulf Wars came because of September 11th because the Clinton administration built a wall between foreign U.S. intelligence and domestic U.S. intelligence, so they didn't talk to each other. Otherwise, the 9-11 Commission found that uh, we would have uncovered the plotters before 9-11 and stopped it. Then we wouldn't have had those wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, but pay no attention to that. Here's Joe Biden in 2020 while campaigning, suggesting that Donald Trump, with the Abraham Accords, peace in the Middle East, all over the place, um, and keeping in mind that the Obama-Biden administration bombed more countries than any administration since World War II, and I believe every one of them a Muslim country. Here's Joe Biden in 2020. Here's- the world has changed because of what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is. Know how much he's misrepresented. Know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot at stake in this election. The walls are closing in. The old walls are closing in. Remember when all the walls were closing in? Every day, the news media was telling us that the walls were closing in on Donald Trump. And uh, now they got this lynch mob with these corrupt George Soros radicals that have secured power. So they're abusing it just like the left does everywhere in the world against their political enemies. I've got a lot more. And uh, you know what's actually going on? They're they're not reporting a lot uh, out of uh, Israel. And uh, our news media is the most corrupt institution in America. I'll explain. Hey, do you have uh, nasty odors in your home or your office that you just can't get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking and cigarette smoke and litter boxes and trash cans. And even leftists are no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor and... There are no expensive filters to have to buy on a schedule and replace, put it on your calendar. None of that. You can hold one in your hand. They're only this big. Hundreds of thousands of thunderstorms already sold thousands of five-star reviews online. It works like a champ. And this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own Eden Pure thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 American when you get three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200. All you have to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com. You enter the discount code CHRIS. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS, and you get free shipping. Yeah, college campuses, uh, bridges in New York, the Democrat Party. 
crime, mayhem. Uh, the Democrats are uh, assuming that they're going to be reelected again. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, let's uh, let's go to the telephones uh, once again, Michael. Let's go to let's go to Jim, calling from Durwood, Maryland. James, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. Um, you just mentioned the idea of the issue, question, whatever about the United United States having another civil war. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about that over the past few years, you know, mainly from the direction of uh, the right, the Republicans, us, being um, uh, so, uh, well, things being so against us. Mm-hmm. But it occurred to me recently that, yes, you know, and I didn't think there was much chance of that. Mm-hmm. But it occurred to me recently, I've been thinking about it the wrong way, that really the Civil War will come from the left. And what will spur it is the election of Donald Trump. I mean, they will go insane. They will go, and I mean, I use the word literally, literally, they will go literally ballistic, as in guns, riots. This country will be torn apart like the Civil War. I mean, we'll still win in the end, as the North did, but uh, but it is going to get very ugly here. Um, uh, do you think it would be different if, let's just say, Ron DeSantis were the candidate? No, because... <laughs> It, it, no, it, it, really, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, the left has gone off the rails. Uh, they've gone mad, and they're violent, and they're organized, and mob street political violence is normal. There is a, a man who goes by the name Dr. Eli David. Dr. Eli David. He self-identifies as a researcher, lecturer, entrepreneur, investor, and and uh, co-founder of a uh, of a company or multiple companies, in fact. And he he's got an X account. He's got an X post over the weekend. Nineteen forty colon. They love their colons. Georgetown University students support Hitler. Twenty twenty three colon. Georgetown University students support Hamas. Everything has changed, but nothing has changed, he writes. And 
And uh, I said, well, that's a, a very interesting ex-post by Dr. David. And uh, I don't take anything, uh, you know, uh, tweets and ex-posts at face value. I actually uh, went, I have access to the internet now. You have uh, the internet where you are? And I went and I looked it up. And in fact, the New York Times, it's true, published a story in 1940, February 24th. And the headline in the New York Times was, Hitler leads in poll. Georgetown students vote on leading personalities. Now, Poland had already been invaded in February of uh, 1940, and uh, Sudeten had already been annexed. And uh, the headline out of Washington, D.C., the, the story, Adolf Hitler was voted, quote, the most outstanding personality in the world today, end quote, by students the College of Arts and Sciences at Georgetown University in a campus poll taken by the Hoya. The Hoya. That's the uh, newspaper at the Georgetown University. And so in 1940, uh, Hitler won the poll. And as uh, Dr. David points out, in 2023, now the college campuses across America are entirely in favor of a radical Islamic jihadi group that is dedicated to the extermination of the Jewish state. And it sounds an awful lot like Nazism. And for very good reason. Now, one of the things that got the ball rolling here was Harvard University. Harvard. Where... Um, 30-some-odd student groups signed on to a, a petition condemning Israel and supporting Hamas. And that started a discussion, let's say, a debate, which led to, among other things, the good people at Accuracy in Media, AIM, Accuracy in Media. They've been fighting the fight against corrupt media for decades now. Accuracy in Media hired one of those billboard trucks, an electronic billboard truck, where it has kind of a van front and then a square back, and you can program in advertisements or you know show a movie on the side of the truck if that's what you want. But Accuracy in Media hired one of these trucks, and they posted the photos of students that had signed on to this obviously genocidally uh, anti-Jewish document, petition, and Accuracy in Media put up their photographs and their names and drove around Cambridge, Mass., where you might find Harvard University. Well, this is kind of a, uh, a fascinating development over the weekend because I talked about this story last week and I, I made fun of the students at Harvard that signed on to this anti-Israel document, pro-Hamas document. And I love the fact that accuracy in media, it's kind of a page from the lefties' playbook, right? And drive around uh, near Harvard University with a billboard-sized photograph uh, of a student uh, with the name of the student under it on the side of the truck, right? Well, here's the update. Man behind Ivy League doxing trucks... It's not doxing, by the way. 
They put their name out there publicly. They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. They didn't uh, have to dig up anything. These people signed very publicly onto this this document, uh, and uh, that the, you know there's it's just it doesn't fit the definition of doxing. That's not what doxing means. But man behind Ivy League, just Harvard, doxing trucks has home searched by gun-toting SWAT team. I'm sorry, what? what's this? The president of Accuracy and Media, the group that deployed, quote, doxing trucks, end quote, to Ivy League schools mired in pro-Palestinian controversies, had his home searched by a cadre of rifle-toting SWAT officers, you know, full black uniforms, M4 combat rifles, uh, body armor, the whole thing, had his home searched by a... Why would they search his home? Why would they... Oh, the terrorism. It's the fascism that is now normal in the United States of America. By a cadre of rifle-toting SWAT officers in the early hours of Friday, the New York Post has learned, accuracy and media boss... Adam Gillette, I'm going with Gillette as the pronunciation, doing great work is Adam, was away from his North Florida home when he received a call from local authorities Friday notifying him that officers had searched his home around 1.30 a.m. after receiving a call falsely claiming that Adam was at home and pointing a gun at his wife's head. This is the left. This is the Democratic Party. They're, at what point do we just declare them to be a terrorist organization, honestly? Gillette, who is out of town with his wife to attend a, a wedding in Texas, and he wasn't holding a gun to her head. He was in Texas with his wife, who he loves very much, I'm sure, and they're at a wedding in Texas, told the New York Post that he believes someone lied to the cops to get me killed, he said. In response to accuracy in media's recent campaign that saw box trucks outfitted with billboards exposing students and faculty allegedly involved in the horribly hateful anti-Semitic proclamations at Harvard, Columbia University, and the University of Pennsylvania. In security camera footage from Gillette's home, and, you know, he's got like a ring camera, and so there's video of the police officers with their... M4 rifles, I'm now like standing here like I've got an M4 rifle, and in their uh, very swatty gear with heavy body armor and stuff because a Democrat called the police. Don't you think they have the, the they have caller ID at 911? They, uh, can they tell who you are, where you're calling from and all that good stuff? Because they should have caller ID and they should go arrest the person that made this false police report that could have led to a shooting, which is you know, doubtless the goal of the Democrat that committed these crimes in order to ambush someone because using the police, naturally, who they want to defund uh, because they're a hateful, spiteful bunch of lefties. The security camera footage from his home shared exclusively with the New York Post. Officers with rifles strapped to their chests are seen first knocking on Gillette's door. When no one answers... One officer gains access through the digital security lock. Now, how did they? Uh, uh, how were they able to get through the digital security lock? You might ask. That's uh, kind of fascinating too. After throwing the door open, two officers say, "Sheriff's office, 
uh, with their guns in shooting position before walking into the house, kicking over packages as they uh, step aside. In another clip, officer is seen opening the coat closet. Got to see if they're hiding in the closet. They might really be Democrats. By the front door, while camera is situated to show the back of the house, show two cops patrolling the backyard with their guns at the ready. Meanwhile, it appears a third officer inside searching with a flashlight. It turned the lights on, probably light switches there, thanks to the patriarchy. So uh, the homeowner uh, who asked that his... Uh, his county of residence, not be disclosed, told the New York Post that he was later informed that there were a total of six SWAT officers deployed to his house. Wasn't immediately clear who made the phone call to the cops that triggered the search. And uh, Adams said that uh, attorneys are going to look into it and try to trace it. Sure, attorneys are, but don't they have uh, 911? Don't they have the whole uh, thing? Because that's the, you know. I've been getting threatening phone calls, he said, emails, social media message, nonstop, since our anti-Semitism accountability project began. Adam said, adding that he takes serious precautions to ensure the, the safety of his wife, uh, who has been incredibly supportive, he said. If you and antagonize enough anti-Semites, they will call law enforcement and tell them that you have a gun to your wife's head. Then a SWAT team will show up. Thankfully, we were out of town. Okay. Also, Adam said uh, that uh, he's not going to be intimidated or bullied, and uh, this is a great reminder of why we need to double down on our efforts. This is your Democrat Party. Now, there was a... Uh, a nice woman, a journalist on the Fox News channel this morning, who is also doing her best to tell the truth about these important matters. And uh, in fact, let's go to let's go to soundbite number eight. Let's go to number eight, which is Trey Yinkst, the Fox News reporter reporting from Israel. And um, and he said something this morning that I thought was worth sharing with you, and that is that. While the news media and the Democrat Party are all in with what they say are the Palestinians, really it's Hamas, which is uh, perpetrating daily attacks on the Jewish people. And, the, you know, like they're Christians and atheists and, and Arabs and Muslims in Israel, too, who are being attacked by this terrorist army. But Trey Yingst said something interesting this morning, and I, I thought I would share it with you. We saw from the rubble streams of rockets today targeting southern Israeli population centers 24 days into this war, thousands of airstrikes later, and ongoing artillery has not deterred Hamas from firing on Israeli population centers. So wait a minute. This is because if you get your news from the Washington Post or CNN or just about any place else, you're convinced that Israel is mercilessly bombing this civilian population in the Gaza and that the poor, defenseless, so-called Palestinians, radical Islamic terrorist group Hamas and radical Islamic terrorist group Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, that these poor people are just being pummeled and the poor innocent civilians. But the troglodytes from hell continue to fire rockets and missiles into Israel on a daily basis. This is a two-way war. And uh, the vast majority of our news media is just ignoring, because the most insidious power of the media has the power to ignore, uh, the fact that the troglodytes continue to fire. 
now uh, on Israel. Let's go to a uh, news reporter, a journalist by the name of Emily Austin. Emily Austin is uh, is Jewish. She uh, was on the Fox News channel this morning. She's talking about the attack in uh, Russia. There was an attack on an airport in Russia because a flight was coming in from Tel Aviv. And mobs of, of maniacs. Now, we haven't played that sound. Let's play. We have that uh, Russia attack, um, right, audio. Uh, let's, let's play it because a mob in Russia attacked an airport screaming Alo Akbar because a flight from Israel is going there are hundreds of what you'd have to say are jihadis attacking an airport. They attacked the airplane as it taxied in. A lot of the mob were standing on the wings of the airplane trying to get to the Jews. Russia shuts airport after mob encircles flight from Israel. Social media images show angry crowd encircling red wings jet. And the mob in the airport uh, storming the place, Alu Akbar, all this, uh, all this madness. And the airport has been uh, shut down in a majority Muslim region of Russia, and your your Democrat Party is with them. A uh, reporter, Emily Austin, she's an American, a very uh, nice looking and uh, and articulate woman. This is the type of stuff that is tolerated in Russia. This Jew hatred. So it's not shocking to me. I'm just scared that. It's America next. Well, it, it's, uh, it's America now, honestly. Um, Emily Austin. I am unapologetically Jewish, and I don't want to ever stand down because yeah. then they win. Like, I never take my Star of David off. But I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't get a bodyguard for the next who knows how long. I'm got like, I got a bodyguard because of my appearances on TV. People are sending me my address. People are sending me rape threats, death threats. And first I thought, you know what, they're all in Gaza. Right. But they're not. I looked into these accounts. They are here in New York. So, no, I absolutely don't feel safe. And our defund the police initiative definitely doesn't make me feel better here in New York. Uh, your Democrat Party. That's your de- that's a two Democrat Party elements. The defunding the police, pro-crime, pro-criminal, pro-violence, pro-carjacking, pro-shooting, pro-murder, pro-looting, uh, and, uh, and pro-Hamas. That's your Democrat Party. This is uh, America in 2023, and it is entirely because of the Democratic Party. Jared Kushner of the Trump family and the Trump administration of the Abraham Accords was on television over the weekend, too. And he's just back from Saudi Arabia. You'll never believe what he learned there. All right, let's go back to uh, a little bit of audio because Jared Kushner, the son-in-law of Donald Trump, uh, and the uh, broker of the Abraham Accords, peace deals between several Muslim Arab nations and uh, Israel, which uh, was the you know the greatest advancement of peace and uh, peace in the Middle East in in decades. Uh, for which he gets no credit, of course, uh, President Trump. Uh, 
and much less Jared Kushner, who the left loves to hate. Uh, but uh, Jared Kushner was on the uh, was on the television tell you he just got back from Saudi Arabia, and he wanted to talk about the difference between being a Jewish man, which he is in Saudi Arabia speaking, uh, versus being himself in the United States of America today with the Democrat Party being what it is. One of the ironies is that uh, as an American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University. Um, I spoke at the conference. They allowed me to speak freely. And uh, what I sensed there was that there's obviously a very uh, big uh, disgust at what happened uh, with this uh, tremendous terrorist attack uh, perpetrated by Hamas. Uh, the people of Saudi Arabia have a lot of care for the Palestinian civilians, and so they'd like to see um, you know, Israel accomplish the mission to to, um, to, uh, to, to make sure that the Hamas could be eliminated. They're against terrorism in the region in general. Um, it is uh, more dangerous for him to try to speak at a college campus in the United States of America than it is for him to speak in Saudi Arabia. The custodians of the two holy mosques at Mecca and Medina, the center of it all, they, uh, you know, chop, chop Mohammed bin Salman Khashoggi, the, uh, and uh, they're the villains, they're the bad guys of the story, and it is safer for him to speak in Saudi Arabia, probably in Riyadh, maybe Jeddah, and, and uh, to attend a conference there than it is, and honestly, if you're like Ben Shapiro and you want to speak on a college campus in the United States, you might be in... Grave danger, grave danger. Uh, if you're Ann Coulter, who's not Jewish, I don't think, is she? Um, you know, trying to speak on a college campus in the United States. And I've got more college campus stuff for you, too. And, the, and of course, the Jihad Squad, Democrats on Capitol Hill, elected members of Congress who, uh, what should, uh, Rashida Tlaib has a calming, calming sensation when she thinks about the Holocaust. These are crazy times. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.